Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker, and we are cruising through retirement. You know, when you're approaching retirement, it can sometimes look scary. And today, what we're going to do is we're going to take a couple looks at ways you can make retirement less scary than expected. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin is a uh, veteran of this industry. More than 30 years he's been helping folks get to and through retirement. He is a fiduciary, independent, investment advisor representative. Find him at Silverleaf Financial. Find him on the website, silverleaffinancial.com. I encourage you to check that out. And uh, so, hey, Kevin, what's going on? How are you? Hey, oh, we're great. We're great. You know what? It is coming in. Uh, we got some beautiful weather here in the valley, like like most days, you know, but it got a little cold, you know, went below 60 recently. So, well, that's a that's a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's funny what you take for granted. Uh, I, you know, back in Illinois, I, I used to say it's a top 10 day when the when the sunshine was was actually showing. Yes. So, uh, you know, a little spoiled out here, but we're doing great. We're, uh, you know, we got a volatile market and we're ready to, you know, give you a couple ideas on how to deal with it. Well, good, because, uh, yeah, it has been, you know, to say roller coaster, I think that's an understatement, right? It is. Yeah, no no question. If you, anyone that's looking at the day-to-day movement or, or watching it during the day, you know, it can, it can easily make your head spin, especially after the last several years that have been kind of quiet, you know, compared to historical standards. Uh, yeah, we've got a lot of volatility. What we're up, up three hundred, down three hundred, up a thousand, down a thousand, and uh, you you really want to be careful not to not to get influenced. You don't want to be making too many moves unless you're a professional and you've really got a lot of experience. I would not recommend making any moves because of the swings. Right. Well, and again, so. I know that there's world issues going on. I mean, you know, the whole Ukraine thing and, um, you know, with inflation. I mean, there's a lot of things that, is, that are influencing the market. Is it primarily, do you think, the uh, the, the global, the, the, the Ukraine-Russian thing? You know what I do on, a, on just a very, very short-term day-to-day basis, you know, like the, the last week or so, 10 days maybe. Yeah. Um, it, it's a comp. A lot of it is weighted, I would say. You know, towards Ukraine and uh, the implications of Russia invading, and the question of, you know, are we going to get involved? Are other countries getting involved? 
And of course, are they going to invade any place else besides Ukraine? Do they have their eyes on other countries? What's Putin's agenda? And so there's no question uh, that is on the forefront of what's affecting the market right now. But at the same time, you know, we also had a Fed meeting this week, right? Oh, and, yeah. You know, with the central bank, uh, they've come out and, and I got to give uh, you know, Jerome Powell credit. I personally think he's done a very good job uh, managing the economy. Obviously, he could have stopped saying, you know, inflation is transient uh, or, you know, a long time ago. Um, but I think overall, they've done a good job uh, managing through the crisis that we've been through. We've never gone through. Remember, guys, we never went through a pandemic like this before. This is a this hasn't happened in 100 years. Um, and, and it's the impact on the economy, shutting down the, 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 the manufacturing around the world uh, has had ripple effects that continue to create this inflation that we're seeing now. It has nothing to do with Biden. It has everything to do with the pandemic and the COVID shutdowns. Whoever was sitting in the office would be seeing the same thing. I'm personally convinced it's because of the economic forces around the world that have caused the situation and the mess that we're in. Sure. Well, again, so what's the takeaway from all this? I mean, do we uh, do we panic and pull out and move to cash or do we ride this one out? You know what? I'm, I'm going to say that my first reaction is going to be don't panic, don't pull, don't go to cash unless you've got money that you're living off of that you have at risk in the stock market. In other words, my recommendation to everybody is to take care of your income needs first. OK, so so what we what we do when we sit down. And, and this should happen with any advisor that you sit down with as you're getting into retirement. Uh, you want to do this preferably, you know, maybe five years, 10 years before retirement, uh, if not sooner. But when you sit down and you have a retirement planning conversation with an advisor, they're going to we want to talk about your assets, your liabilities. And then, of course, all of the income you have coming in and all of the expenses and everything that you're spending money on each month. And this is not, you know, we look at while you're working, but of course, we're focused on after you're done working and you don't have that paycheck coming in right? Mm -hmm. Because you, you have to replace the majority of that income with something. Uh, and we know Social Security is not going to do it. Um, you know, Social Security was never meant to be a sole source of income. It wasn't even meant to be half your income. It was, it was considered part of a, a three-legged stool, if you will. One of the legs was Social Security. One of the legs was your company pension plan, which, you know, most of us don't have anymore unless you're a public employee. But if you're in the private sector, chances are very low you've got a pension plan. Uh, and the third leg was your savings, your individual personal savings that you also used to live on. And so uh, that's where the money is supposed to come from. We and we want to look at it. My preference is to put it in something that is very, very, very safe, if not guaranteed. My ultimate preference would be guaranteed that we know you've got safety and you can't lose it. Therefore, we're not compromising your standard of living. Right. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to go into retirement thinking that if they make, you know, at 81 or 82, if they live that long, which is what everybody says, you know, a lot, of, I should say a lot of people say, I'm not going to live that long. I say, well, what if you do? Okay, guys, because two thirds of women live past the age of 80, one third of men live past the age of 80. Okay. And so I think those are pretty high odds to bet against. So my suggestion is to, you know, have the income that you need guaranteed. And then the discretionary money in the stock market um, is money that you can afford to lose. And so if we go through a down period, if you look at your account and you see it's down 10% or 15% or something, hopefully it doesn't worry you too much because you know you've got all your bases covered. And, and that's my suggestion as to how to eliminate the stress from the market fluctuations is to make sure you don't have too much money exposed to these fluctuations, right? Don't put too much money at risk. And that way it shouldn't cause you too much uh, angst. 
Okay, that 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 makes sense. So, are your clients uh, happy right now? Are they uh, are they panicking or are they just saying, "Well, nope, I'm protected." It, no, you you know, I don't have anybody panicking. I and and I believe that's because you know, um, I try to be very you know, I want to have good conversations, go in depth with everybody about about what they're comfortable with and what they're not comfortable with. Sure. And I spend a lot of time talking about that. And what I'm trying to do is make sure that when we put whatever money we put in stocks or bonds for that matter, because they have risk of loss too, whatever money we put at risk is money that they're comfortable seeing it fluctuate. Uh, and we want to start off with that. Now, sometimes people will think that they're comfortable with a certain level. And then after we start going into a lousy market, we start seeing the corrections, then they realize, hey, yeah, I'm really not comfortable with this. All right. And the most important thing, if that is you guys, to tell your advisor, let them know, communicate to them, you're not comfortable, you're worried about it. You, you feel like you should make some changes. You need to have that conversation, see what they say. Maybe you make some changes, maybe you don't, but you need to let them know if you're working with an advisor, if you're not working with one, you might wanna, you know, this might be a good time to, fi to find somebody that you can talk to that can help you figure it all out. Uh, because you know the clients that I work with, they like it that they have somebody to bounce ideas off of. It's not just about investing, but anything financial. We can talk about anything financial and I'm happy to help uh, in any way that I can. It's not just about you know an account that I'm managing. Sure. Well, and again, your clients, you were talking before the show about, uh, you know, how the market is is going and how your clients are, are pretty much beating the market, right? You, you know what? The 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 clients, let, let me let me clarify that. What I was talking sure. to Steve about before the show was uh, was the pure growth portfolio. Oh, the pure growth. Uh, OK, all right. So the pure let, growth right. portfolio. I, yes. I misunderstood then. Well, that's okay. I like <laughs> talking it. about pure growth because that I mean, even at this stage, if you're still beating the market, I mean, that's uh, that's quite an accomplishment. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm, we're beating the market by almost 10 percentage points. All right. Oh, wow. Unfor unfortunately, uh, yeah, 10 percentage points, I think, is a pretty good lead, right? Considering yeah. the market you know, only averages nine or 10 a year. Um, you know, we're beating it by 10 percentage points as of, as of the close of the market on Thursday of this week. And um, now, now there's a couple of ways you can look at it. On, on a relative basis, we're doing very, very well beating the market by almost 10 points. On an absolute basis, it means we're just above break even for the year. Okay because the markets are down roughly 10%. The S&P and the Dow, Dow are down in the eight or 9% range. NASDAQ, I wanna say is down 13 or 14%. Um, and these are the indexes, guys. If you have money in individual stocks, there's a very high probability that you've got losses far greater than the index losses, all right? So make sure you're looking at what you own and make sure you know what you own, uh, because if you don't, you might wind up look, you know, losing more money than you expected. Uh, and so going back to the pure growth portfolio, this is something that I started in July uh, of 20, and it's based on what we call rules-based strategies, where these are pre-developed rules by some of the most successful investors of all time, like Warren Buffett, uh, Peter Lynch from the Fidelity Magellan Fund back in its heyday, William O'Neill, the, the founder of Investor's Business Daily. And Investor's Business Daily, anybody that's an IBD reader, uh, you probably have heard of something called the CAN-SLIM method. And the CAN-SLIM method is an acronym for the rules that they use to choose stocks. Like the C is for current earnings, okay? okay. And, and it goes on in, into different, different. That feel free, you know, you can look, Google it if you'd, like, if you'd like to get all of them. My point is that these, we're not just throwing a dart at the wall. We're not standing by the water cooler or by the, by the coffee machine with, with a buddy of mine and, and he gives me a tip and I say, okay, let's buy that stock. <laughs> That's not how you do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, contrary, contrary to what somebody might think, okay? No. No, um, but I do know that's the way a lot of people trade. And I know that's how a lot of people get ideas. Just look at the Reddit forums and, this, and, and things on social media. 
Um, they're buying it because somebody else has to buy it. And, and it might work, it might not. Um, my preference and the way that I can justify and support a recommendation is, you know, I get a lot of research, I pay for a lot of independent research, and then I take the independent research and I use that uh, to, to position my clients and to, and to uh, run the trades that I feel look good uh, and to invest the way that looks good. But it's all based on research that are coming from these analysts that, that are, these are all strong buys. So I'm fishing in a pool of stocks that are all rated strong buy by the analysts that I use, if that makes sense. Yes, so, it does. You know, so I'm fishing in a well-stocked pond, if you will. Um, and it's from that pond that I make my choices. And last year we finished with a 35% net gain uh, for this portfolio. And again, this is a pure growth portfolio. And I'm doing this to show that I feel I have a way, uh, a successful way of picking a stock at the right time and, and being able to make a profit with it, and which of, of course involves selling it at the right time. And uh, however, this is a high turnover account. You know, the, the holdings could be a couple of weeks to, to three or four months. Um, so it's high turnover, which means we do it. We, pref we prefer to do this type of activity in a retirement account or a health savings account uh, because you don't have, you, you know, the tax consequences are not affected. Um, however, if you did it on a regular account, it's not necessarily advisable because you will get taxed at your income tax rate as opposed to capital gains tax rate, which are generally lower. So, um, but the portfolio is doing very well as of today's close. We, we actually had a gain today, which is what lifted us up even further. Um, so we're a little bit ahead of where we started the year. Now, I, I, I question myself whether that's something we should really be bragging about. All right. But the fact is the markets are down 10, you know, roughly 10% year to date. And, and, and in, in, in the world that we live in, it's all about relative outperformance. You know, it's about beating the guy next to you. It's not about being the fastest person in the world. And, and so it's like, it's like the old, I can't remember where it came from, but there, there's a saying somewhere that says, you know, if something's chasing you, you don't have to be the fastest person. You just have to beat the fastest, you know, be faster than the guy that's running away next to you. Exactly. Right. So, <laughs> exactly. so you don't get chased down. Uh, so nonetheless, we, we are outperforming the market pretty well. Uh, some, but it's based on the areas that we've been investing. And so if you guys are do it yourselfers, you want to make sure you're paying attention to the sector that you're invested in. You know, really the only sectors that have done well this year uh, are, are companies that are in the mining and mineral space, the metal space, uh, oil and gas refining, things like that, commodities. Uh, that's where the money has been made this year. You know, other sectors have, have not been doing as well. Some of my biggest hits, you know, Zim, I mentioned it. ZIM is a symbol. Um, I recommended it at 56 back in early to mid-January, and it's bouncing around. It's in the low, I want to say low 70s right now. Wow. Um, you know, that's been a real, a really nice one. I'm, I, In fact, I'm going to continue. My plan right now is to continue to buy it on weakness. I've been adding to it as it's going higher. Um, and, and some of the other ones, the shippers, some of the transportation companies, uh, some of the trucking companies have been doing really well. Uh, and in the mineral space, Anglo-American is one that has worked really well. We've got a nice... I think we're up about 15% in the last two weeks or so. Uh, another one is Tech, T-E-C-K, uh, is a minerals play, all right? This one is doing fantastic, hit a new 52-week high today when the market is going down, all right? So so if, if you guys have seen the shows or listened to the folks that say, you know, there's always a bull market out there and my job is to find it for you, and you, you guys might know I'm quoting Jim Cramer on CNBC, um, you know, the point is, it's a market of stocks. And if you can find the right stocks at the right time, you can make money regardless of what the indexes are doing. All right. But it's not for everybody. Individual stocks inherently have more risk than, let's say, mutual funds or, or ETFs, exchange traded funds, because they're more diversified by having more holdings. 
Um, however, if you've got a sector-based fund, it's not necessarily any better than an individual stock because there, if that sector falls out of favor, you could really get hurt. In other words, think about your tech—you know, the tech sector, staples, communications, healthcare, consumer discretionary. Uh, I, staples has done well. Consumer discretionary, communication, technology—they've gotten beat up. Healthcare has been out of favor for a while, even though it looks attractive. So my point is to make sure you know where your exposure is. If you're an individual investor, that is highly, highly important uh, to, to your uh, you know success over time. Sure. So you you said the market is down, obviously across the board. And so is this the adjustment that we've been talking about? Is this the uh, is this the the uh, changeover from a, a bull it, to a bear? It. You know what? I, I, I'm going to go. Well, I tell you what. Depending on the stocks that you own or where you, your your position, you might already be in a bear market. You know. Okay. And and I mean, technically speaking, a correction is a drop of ten percent. A bear market is a drop of twenty percent. Um, so technically speaking, the indexes you know are in correction. Um, you know, but to me, it feels like a bear market. It feels like we've been in a lousy market for the past, let's say, three four months. Um, you know, there's like like a lot of people will point to Kathy Woods, uh, Kathy Woods' company, which is Arc. AR, the ARKK is the leader of that group. Uh, Kathy Wood got, became very famous in the last year uh, because her funds did phenomenally well prior to about six or eight months ago. Um, I mean, they were beating the market by far. Um, however, uh, she tends to go in what she calls innovative companies. So think of companies like Peloton and Teladoc and Robinhood and things like this that were huge high flyers. Okay, but the market that we've gone into with when we get into an interest rate rising environment and we start to see headwinds like inflation, what that does is that causes uh, that that means to a lot of analysts and traders that means that the earnings of a company are less valuable in the future because we have higher interest rates and higher inflation. And what that means is your high flying stocks, like a lot of the ones she owns, have been getting beaten up and we, you know we say taken out to the woodshed. These are down 60, 70, 80, 90 percent. Oh wow. That's got to right. hurt. Yeah. So going back to what you were saying earlier, this recalibration, I don't know that we're, you know, in a, I, we are in a, a corrective market. Maybe it's a bear market. We're in a, I'm, I just like, I just say we're in a lousy market. Um, I like it, that best. <laughs> all right. It, that's what it is. It's lousy. Okay. It's hard to make money in this market because there's so many outside competing forces going on. You know, the geopolitical issues with Russia and Ukraine, and that leads to people saying, well, what if China follows their lead and invades Taiwan? And, and, and so um, the snowball effects and the, and the, and the knock-on effects are, are pretty significant. Then, of course, we've got the Fed raising interest rates, cutting back on their balance sheet, tapering the bond buying. And these are all a whole bunch of things that we've never gone through before to this extent. We've never, the, the banks, central banks around the world have never provided this much in financing, you know, and, and this much liquidity. It's never happened. All right. And so this is uncharted territory. Uh, and so that's what's making it difficult. The high earnings valuations that were on the market, that is what I believe the recalibration is to come back to the original question. Uh, in other words, the valuation on the market was high and it was justified by having a very, very low interest rate environment with, with inflation that was under control. But now we've got a much higher inflation environment and we've got interest rates going higher and so in, in the stock market world, that would be a two plus two equals, all right, what it used to equal is no longer the same thing that it equals now, okay? And what I said earlier, because those, those things cause future earnings to be less valuable, that's what's causing the correction in the market, because the market is trying to find a level at which it makes sense 
for the upcoming environment, not the one that we're in last year, two, three, four years ago. Okay. So, and uh, inflation, obviously a factor in all of this mess too? Yeah. And you know what? Going, that, that brings us back. Yes. That brings us back to what we talked about earlier. You know, things that can be scary, that can freak out people, you know, that are getting ready to retire or they're already in retirement. And the big one is inflation, right? Oh, yeah. I it's, mean, a, it's a scary thing. You know, I mean, it's something like the, the recent surveys, it's like two thirds of the population. I'm sorry, two thirds um, of American seniors are retirees. You know, they, they worry that inflation is going to damage their retirement. And I'm going to tell you, I think it's a very well-placed worry. I think that makes total sense. All right. This is a wake up call for a lot of people because we just haven't seen this type of inflation in, in since what the early 80s. So if you're like younger, the age, under the age of 40, you've probably never seen inflation like this. All right. Which can be pretty scary. And then, and then I, I told my wife recently, you know, last day or two, I don't believe prices are coming down. All right. I don't think the, you know, the Airbnbs and the hotels that have jacked up the rates, the rental car companies, uh, the food, the food companies, you know, I've seen prices of butter, you know, up like 50% in the last year or something. I, I just have a hard time imagining they're going to lower the prices. I, the, the best thing I'm hoping for is that they will stop increasing so much. That doesn't mean they're going down. It just means they won't keep going up at the same pace that they've been going up at. Okay. All right. And, and so, but the reality is guys, if you're, if you, if, if you are cutting it close in terms of your budget, like if you're on a, if you're retired and on a fixed income, and, and everything that you did, everything that you bought and all the services you used, if that was using up most of your money, now you're looking at inflation, right? That means you might not have enough money to keep doing the same things you used to do, right? right. And that's, that's where it gets scary. Initially, you just have to adjust and maybe instead of buying a name brand, you buy the generic, right? Maybe you don't buy the name everyone knows, maybe buy some off price off, you know, name that nobody's heard of, but it's the same stuff. So you can make those changes initially. But if inflation continues to increase, chances are those changes won't be enough. And that means you've got a big problem, right? And, and, and so I think inflation is something that everybody should factor into their plan. I tell people all the time when I sit down with them that when you meet with an advisor and we put together projections, you know, based on how much, you know, what your income will be, how much you need to save for retirement, all these things, the first thing we have to estimate is your age. So we make an assumption about how long you're going to live, all right? The second one is going to be the inflation rate. And if you're wrong by a half a point or one point underestimating, it can be devastating to your portfolio. All right. The next thing is interest, interest rates. How much growth are you going to see in your portfolio? If you estimate 7% and you only get four, that could also be devastating, especially if you underestimated your life expectancy and you underestimated inflation too. You, under, you guys understand? So it's, it, it's a situation that these are all assumptions because none of us know where these numbers are going to commit at, right? None of us know how long we're going to live, all right? But these are all things that impact the, the plan and its solvency going forward. And so what you want to do is build in a cushion. You want to build in a cushion in case we're wrong, in case you live longer than expected, interest rates are higher, inflation is higher. We need to build in a cushion so that you've got an excess, uh, uh, more money than you want, more money than you think you need. That's the ideal situation you know, that we want to get to before you actually stop working and stop collecting that paycheck. So what changes when, when you're putting together a plan today in the environment that we're in versus what you were doing, you know, two years ago? Well, we go, we go back and we update the numbers. We update the numbers. We, we put in, you know, the current values. Again, we started with those before. So we, we update everything. We update all the numbers. We update all the values of the accounts. 
maybe we maybe maybe we increase the inflation level or or decrease the the growth amount, which I mentioned, like your interest rate. We we have to pick an interest rate, you know, a growth rate for a portfolio. I'll typically use something like six or seven percent if it's a, if it's a combination of um, money in in the markets as well as guaranteed. Uh, I don't like estimating more than seven percent growth. Uh, some people want you to, but that could even that could even that's even aggressive by some folks' standards. So uh, what you want to do is look at the numbers, but then what you want to do is you want to play around. What I like to do is say, you know what, guys, let's look at what happens if you have zero percent growth for three years. Let's look at it now. Let's wow. look at inflation if it's double what we expect. What does that do? All right, and and because when you see it, you say, holy cow! Most people are shocked. Like, wow, I didn't think it was going to have that big a difference. All right, but but it can and it does. All right. And, and so that's why what I want to suggest, I, I meet people all the time, um, you know, that are in the early 60s and they say, you know, Kevin, I'd really like, you know, can I can I retire now? Can you just tell me I can retire now? <laughs> yeah. That's, well, that is the that's the question, isn't it? It is, it is the question. And I would love I, I love it when I can look over everything and say, you know what? Yeah, you're in great shape. Go for it. Um, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't happen as often as I'd like. And, and so I have to be the bearer of bad news sometimes. And uh, telling people they, that they need to keep working or they shouldn't claim their Social Security yet, um, you know, and, and unfortunately, that, that's, that's what I have to do. And that's what any advisor that's, that's, you know, worth their salt, anybody should tell you. They should be honest and upfront and tell you that. And I tell people I'm, I am not a, you know, I don't BS. I'm very direct, which can be good or bad, depending on your personality. Um, but I want to tell you like it is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, give you the fluff and, and, and uh, I'm not a politician. All right. I'm going to tell you the truth and, and I'm going to give you the facts and help you to make better decisions is my goal so that we can make sure you get to retirement and then you can stay retired comfortably with, without any stress and relaxing and enjoying, you know, maybe it's spending time with your grandkids. Maybe it's fishing. Maybe it's time in the golf course. Maybe it's traveling or maybe it's all of the above, but I want you to be in a place you can do it without worrying about, are you going to have enough money next month to, to do what you want to do? Right. Well, again, those are the, I mean, that's the outlook. I mean, through this whole, through, through everything that, that we've been through in the last couple of years, you're, you remain very positive and, and certainly it's, it's a breath of fresh air, I think, for a lot of folks to hear because not everybody is. There's a lot of gloom and doom out there if you are glued to the news. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is. And, 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 you know, yeah, and on that note, guys, I would limit, limit your exposure to the, to, to this so-called news channels. All right. Cause a lot of them are commentary. Um, starts with an F and ends with an X. It's not all news. Uh, the, the, the Ucker show is commentary. It is not news. Um, you know, so before I get off track too much, um, but yeah, you know what? The, I, I think the, the economy overall is doing really well. Okay. It's growing very, very, it, there's a lot of strength in our economy. A lot of it is due to the stimulus and a lot of things the government did. But the fact is the economy is growing very well. We've got unemployment levels we haven't seen in, in something like 45 or 50 years. All right. Wages are going up for a lot of workers, which overall for the economy is a good thing. OK, unfortunately, it does mean higher prices, especially at restaurants and hotels and, and things like that. Um, but the economy is very strong, which to me means that once we get through this adjustment period, uh, which is which is the period that I'm calling between now and let's say the next, uh, let's say, four or five, six months. Um, and that's a period of time in which the, the Fed is starting to raise rates. They're starting to pull back you know, pull back that punch bowl, if you will. Um, and, and I believe that as we get through these next several months, we'll have a better idea about what the banks are doing, about where the economy is headed. And hopefully by then we'll have, uh, we'll have more peace, you know, in Europe 
as opposed to, you know, Russia invading another country. Exactly. And so I, so I think by the end of the year, I think we can be higher. I think we can be seven, eight, maybe 10% higher than we are now. Um, Maybe even more. Uh, But I think that, I think the period of adjustment is going to be the first half of the year, roughly. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. And um, so I don't think it's a time to rush in and put everything to work. But when we see these do those downdrafts, I do think it's a good time in the low 4,000s on the S&P to be adding to some quality positions uh, that you'd like to own for longer term. Okay, that makes sense, too. Well, I mean, again, 800-975-6717 is the phone number if you'd like to get together with Kevin. Uh, you can also find him on the web at, uh, at silverleaffinancial.com. Silverleaffinancial.com is the website. And uh, you can you can connect with you right there, too, right? Yes, definitely. Definitely. By, by all means, folks, I hope you take a look at the website. Uh, I've had a lot of people tell me they, they, they really like it. They find a lot of information on there. And that's what we try to do. We try to put fresh info up there all the time. We've got blogs. We've got resources, um, got videos uh, on, on anything and everything financial. So please take a look. Check it out. And if you ever want to listen to an earlier show or a different, uh, different podcast, I usually keep the last 10 or 12 episodes uh, on the website as well. So you can go back and see what I was talking about a couple months ago. See if I see if it came true. If I if I you know if that advice would have been good or bad for you. Well, you know it's it's interesting that you say that because um, I think I I have gone back. I've listened to and this because you know I work with advisors all over. So I was curious what sure. they were saying. You know, a year ago, a year and a half ago, and you in particular, you've been right all along. Oh, hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very thank thank you very much. You know, we we uh, we try to stay up on what's happening. We try to give the best advice we possibly can. You know, and. And so, uh, so I think it's, I think it's good information, guys. I like to do the podcast because I think it's a great way to check somebody like I just said, but it's also a great way to see if they're a good fit for you, you know, their philosophy, their, their thoughts on life. Uh, because what I'm looking for and what I'm hoping for is a long-term relationship with my clients. Most of my clients have been with me for many years, obviously not folks that have just come on board. Um, but I, but I, I've had a very, very low attrition rate. Um, in other words, clients that came on board 10 years ago are still with me. Um, except of course, those that have passed away. Um, but that wasn't their choice just to be clear. <laughs> so they're with you um, in spirit. They are with me in spirit. <laughs> yes, very much. And, and, and some of my clients have been around for over 20 years. Um, and, and, uh, I, I have some Google reviews, some feedback you guys can, can look at. And I've also got clients that are willing to have a private conversation with you one-on-one while they tell you what it's been like working with me for the last 10, 11 years. So I think that could be very valuable to anybody that's looking for an advisor that you can trust because I know it's hard to find somebody out there that you can feel good about. Oh yeah. Well, and again, that's a that's a change in the industry. The the fact that you can actually have testimonials because that's yes. always been a big no-no. I mean, when I, even, it, I've been doing this for about 5 years and even yes. 5 years ago the the compliance was crazy. It, it it it's ridiculous. You know, we used to call we used to call compliance the office of sales prevention. Yes. Cuz you know? it's like really what is wrong with customer feedback? You know? Right. Testimonials. You know, and, and, and to be clear, the information, the testimonials that I have, guys, I, I, I receive permission in writing from my clients to divulge uh, their exact quote of their testimony, word for word. These are not my words. They're my client's words, word for word, um, with their full name, first and last name, excuse me, and the, and the city and state that they live in. And I did that very deliberately because I get sick of seeing these, you know, ads on television or something that say, you know, John from Los Angeles. I'm yeah. like, really? <laughs> you know, it's like. Or Bill from New York. I mean, okay, you know, it's pretty hard, right? If not, it's impossible to know that this is really commentary that's legitimate commentary, right? Right. So, so that's why I do that. You guys can Google them. 
Uh, and in fact, like I say, one of them I spent uh, is actually my first client that I met in Arizona uh, 11 years ago. He, he's the one that's offered uh, um, to have a phone on a private phone conversation with anybody that would like to get to know me a little wow. better. Anybody taking you up on that re- recently? You know, I've just had I've had one guy take me up on it recently. Only one, though, unfortunately. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, that's that's a start. And I just think because it's been such a taboo thing and, and it gets, you know, people think that you can't say things. Well, and, and, and you know what I really think it is, Steve? I think that I think when people see um, they interpret and they believe that I'm being sincere, that I'm being honest, which I am. And they say, all right, well, if the guy's offering to let us talk to his clients. They obviously have nothing bad to say about him. And and so I, th- I think actually just people hearing that reassures them. And I think most of them say, well, I don't really need to talk to him. Just the fact that you gave me his info, I can call him anytime, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. it's like, well, I know, you know, so I don't, I don't have to call him because, you know, and, and I, and that's the conclusion because most people, when I tell them that they're like, oh, that's really good. I haven't had anybody else say that before. No. Um, well, no, you don't because it's, I mean, geez, you know, there's, there's a lot of, I mean, you know, I do this segment called brokers behaving badly and, and uh, yeah. there's a bunch of bad guys out there and gals. But there are yeah. definitely definitely both both uh, both genders. It yes. is not gender specific, no question. No. I just um, did one on a uh, one of the first big crypto Ponzi schemes. Two, oh, really? Two wow, billion dollars. You know what? I haven't heard that one actually. Yeah, so. that's uh, it's yeah, it's it's really convoluted and and uh, I'm still trying to sort it all out before I write it. So I oh my gosh, I don't doubt it. And guys, on on that note on crypto, in fact, I had an, a long time client call me today asking about it because uh, she gets emails saying there's a lot of emails out there that I I say they're fear mongering emails. They're trying to scare the they're trying to scare the bejesus out of you. All right, trying to make you think oh the U.S. dollar is going to collapse. You better do something else with all all the investments, all the assets you hold in dollars because they're going to collapse and they give you you know a million you know, reasons that they, they call legitimate reasons. But I told her, and I want to mention everybody, I've been getting these phone calls my entire career, over 30 years. I've been, back in the 90s, these were guys, that, men and women that were selling gold. They wanted to sell you gold or silver. And so they're trying to scare you out of the dollar. All right. Now it's coming from crypto people that want to sell you crypto, right? Mm-hmm. That are trying to scare you out of the dollar. And in both cases, and what I told her, I said, you know what? The dollar has actually gotten stronger in the, since, we, since Russia invaded Ukraine. The dollar's gotten stronger. Yeah. All right. <laughs> wow. That tells me it's reaffirming its place as the reserve currency of the world. I see no evidence at all that there's anything to be worried that there's anything to be worried about with the strength of your dollar. But there's plenty to be worried about with crypto, guys. Uh, there's a lot of hacking, a lot of stealing, a lot of theft that goes on in the crypto space. Uh, so I, I don't recommend it for any significant amount of money. Um, and I think there's a good chance governments are going to be cracking down on it. Because it's used so widely by, uh, you know, criminals and terrorists and all those. Oh, types yeah, of the bad folks. All the bad folks are using it. So, you know, if, if, if you want to associate it with all the bad folks, that's the place to go. All right. I don't recommend it. <laughs> no, I, and I will take you up on that. <laughs> all right. Oh, perfect. So, I mean, what do you leave us with, Kevin? And, and uh, it's been, a, you know, a tumultuous week, to say the least. But yet, like I just said, you remain positive. It's, you know what, and, and I appreciate that. And I think, and I think there's a lot to be positive about guys. You know, we went through the, one of the worst pandemics that we've seen in a century. All right. And we're making it through. I don't, I don't know if it's over with yet, but, but we're making it through. It's a, it's, it's a damn shame. It took so long to get through it and, and that we had to go through the mess and the lies that we went through. Um, but I believe it's coming, it's going to be behind us. And I think as we look toward the end of the year, then it's going to be, it'll be further in a rear view mirror. 
and we can look at a strong economy with low unemployment, with good corporate earnings. And I believe those are things that, that bode well for investing. So look further down the road and I think you'll like what you see. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions.